myself away. Welcome to the teaching ministry of the man of God, Kelvin Elson Gatson. Be ready to receive deep insight into the mysteries of Christ and be equipped in your inner mind to reign in glory in life. Connect to somebody. Hold hands, both hands. We are connecting by faith. I see some crutches at the back. Tell that person to walk. In the mighty name of Jesus, by the power that saves, in the name of Jesus, I cancel that situation. We ban that situation. We declare that peril stop. Hear thee the word of the Lord. You storm. You trouble, you peril. Hear thee the word of the Lord. Peace, 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 peace. I declare the peace of the Lord on you. Your trouble is not trouble before God. Your trouble is troublous before the truth. The Controlling your life is powerless before Jesus. Anywhere on this earth, where there is air, God is there. David said, When I go beneath the sea, you are in the rocks, you are up in the hills, you are, you are everywhere. I cannot hide from you. There is a language. Every demon, you are the demon. This is a continuation of a previous message by Pastor Kelvin. What an amazing week it has been speaking about the Holy Ghost. And tonight is not going to be an exception. We're still talking about the gift of the Spirit. And you will love the things you are about to hear. Uh, because tonight I'm still going to deal with the vocal gifts. I'm, I'll be dealing with the vocal gifts and I'm going to give you an expose of the prophecy or the, or, 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 of, of the prophetic ministry that will keep you thinking through and knowing you're right in Christ. Promises to be a powerful night. Promises to be a powerful night. Hallelujah. Tonight, we still staying on the vocal gifts of the spirit. So we, we've dealt with all nine gifts and classified them into three. Into three major gifts. 
which are vocal gifts, power gifts, and revelational gifts. And the vocal gift, you find the gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Now tonight, like we did yesterday, we're going to stay on these three major gifts. That brings a lot of confusion in Christendom. Hallelujah. Amen. So turn with me. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we are looking at the 10 verse one more time. Where we found these three gifts. They say to another, the working of miracles. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. So we are looking at prophecies, speaking in tongues, prophecies, and the gift of tongues. I've mentioned two things. Speaking in tongues, the gift of tongues. I distinguished between them for you yesterday. A tongue and tongues, all right, and then we we and we also looked at the tongues of angels, uh, and, and the latter stage you reminded me of one that mm-hmm. I spoke about. Yes, chapter two. So we looked at other tongues, a tongue, uh, and and then the the gift of tongues. We looked and then and the the tongues of angels and the tongues of men. So probably I have to take a whole day. And give you a, a, a quick detail of the tongues of men, the tongues of angels, other tongues, uh, a tongue, and the gift, and the gift of tongues. Five different tongues. And these are all found in scriptures. None of them is cooked. They are found in scriptures. None of them has been given a term. We are telling you exactly how it is. Today I'll be looking at one great term in Christendom. That is a fallacy. The double portion anointing. Mm. It will amaze you. We are looking at it scripture by scripture. So get your pen down. Pen down the scriptures. Don't ask a question when you, you, you decide not to pen down the scriptures. But only dwell on what people have told you. We are looking at what the word is saying. Messages of God comes from the word of God. For the word of God is the message. I love that. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, messengers were sent. Elijah was a messenger. Elisha was a messenger. Ezekiel a messenger. Moses a messenger. But one was sent. Who was it a messenger? His name is Jesus. Who is he? He's the, the message. <coughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So all came and they said, Thou sayest, thou sayest the Lord, thou sayest the Lord. Jesus can say, Very, very I. I say. <laughs> Very, very, I say unto you. No, he, he didn't say very, very. My father says very, very. So who was he? I wonder why they didn't know his name. Everybody came. That's why they say he blasphemed. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you're going to turn with me to Elijah, the Tishbite. Turn with me. To First Kings, chapter number seventeen, the verse number one. 
And I'm dealing with prophecies for now. And now the prophet. Now Elijah the Tishbite. Uh-huh. Of Tishbi. Of Tishbi in Gilead. Uh-huh. As the Lord, the God of Israel lives from my stand, there shall be need. I, I, I need everybody to follow this so closely. Now, what is hold on? He says, as the Lord of as the Lord, the God of Israel lives. What next? Before whom I stand, what next? There shall be neither rain nor dew. No dew nor rain these years. So he wasn't even looking at a year. He was looking at years. Except by my way. This is so powerful. I wonder why people are not able to distinguish between these two class of prophecies. Speaking forth and telling forth. Here, Elijah is futuristic. But Elijah was not telling forth. He was speaking forth. He was speaking by his might, by his authority, by his ministry. It wasn't something said to Elijah by God. So yesterday I told you two kinds of prophecies. Speaking forth and telling forth. And I'm going to show you why Elijah was able to reverse that prophecy. Amazing. You caught it now. By now you caught it. He spoke on his own. His own yeah. And God took the word and went with it. So it is him who has to say, God, okay, I'm tired. Reverse it. Yes. And God reverse it. That's how simple it is. Let's go through the scriptures. Verse Next verse. Next nice verse. Quickly. And yes. the word of the Lord came to him. Uh-huh. Verse 3. Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith. Which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Hmm. So he prophesied, he spoke forth that it's not gonna rain. And for God to grant it, God said, Okay, let me give you a safe haven where I'll have ravens give you food. So you decide it rains. Hmm. This God. <laughs> this God. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook. He did as God said. Come on here. He did as God said. I want you to notice this. In three verses, Elijah is speaking. God is speaking. Notice very well. Now, if if God had told Elijah, go and tell your servant Elisha to go and live by the brooks, then it would have been Elijah going to declare God's instruction to Elisha. But now God told Elijah, do it yourself because as you have said, there shall be no rain, so there will be no food. And I'll cause ravens to feed you. They'll bring food to you. What kind of God is this? Animals feeding man for three and a half years. So bottom line, Elijah spoke forth that as long as God liveth, the God before whom he stands, it shall not rain for these years. So there was no rain for these years. Now, that's a prophecy. But what kind of prophecy is it? Elijah spoke forth the word of God. He did not, no 
are supposed to do every morning when you wake up. Every morning, every evening before you sleep, command your night. I shall sleep as long as God liveth. Any demon who enters seven kilometers in the atmosphere closer to me, a seven kilometer square paradox, and ten kilometers, hundred kilometers, that demon be brought down in Jesus' name. And that's what it's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. The authority is giving you to, to, to say it for say it, see it, have it. See what you say, have what you see. You see, so the very things you go to church, chasing. Man of God, professor on me. Tell me about my destiny. Declare your own destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Because your destiny is the will of God, is the purpose of God. We were preordained. Say it according to God's word. How you want to see it. And that is what it will be. Yes, you with your own mouth say Elijah, Elijah said it. That as long as God leave it, it's not going to rain. It didn't rain. He said it. And it came to pass. Why do you think when you say it, it will not come to pass? Yes, when you say it, it must surely come to pass. I like the way the book of James put it. It says, Elijah was a man like us. Yes. And he prayed fervently. James chapter 5. Begin from the 15th verse or probably the 16th verse. Come on. 16. Therefore confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Has great power as it is working. Next verse. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. With a nature like you was a man. He had bones. He had flesh. He had sinews. He had ligaments. He had everything. He ate. He pooped. He slept. We don't have any record of his wife. And I'll tell you why. You know why John the Baptist never had a wife? When you see the record of Elijah's wife, you see the record of John the Baptist's wife. And today, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to break some bones so heavily. Pastor, I need to break these bones that people be revived once and for all. Hold on, hold on a minute. And just go through that scripture. Fervently. And I'm going to allow you to discuss because I want to pick something up. He said, Elijah was a man like you. He prayed fervently that he might not rain. And for three and a half, three years, six months, it did not rain. Was a man like you. And prayed. God did not tell him Elijah would rain. He prayed. He went to God. He told God. And the prayer wasn't long. The prayer is what you see in the first verse. First Kings. Chapter 17, verse 1. That's what you see. Elijah then teach by it, teach me in Gilead, said to him, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives before my stand, there shall be neither deal nor rain these years, except by my word. Except 
by my word. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. By my word. So a man prayed and God listened. And God ceased to reign on earth for three and a half years. Yes, pastors. Yes, sir. Um, it, it gives us the, the room to understand that what other men in the days of old were able to do, we as men also in our days can do, provided we get to notice whom we have become, the new um, species we've become. We carry a DNA that um, speaks forth, and God takes our words in our speaking forth to make it happen. And the reference is to Elijah in his days. He wasn't born again. But in our days, we are born again, and we have a new we have, we have a new species in us. So we, we, have, we have the the assurance that as we speak, trusting in the words we speak, knowing that there is somebody who, who, who takes over the words we speak to make it come to pass, it surely will come to pass. Oh God, the question is, who made Elijah who he was? So God made Elijah who he was. And he is now in us. Right. This is the consciousness mm. that we should know that what is in us is greater. Mm-hmm. You understand? So if what Elijah did to stop rain from falling, if he did so as we as sons, as born against whom the Holy Spirit lives and abide in us, we should be able to do more than that. Right. It's, it, it is right. our consciousness that we are only waiting that the prophet should come and tell us, the teacher should come and tell us, the, uh, the pastor should come and tell us. But what about the sons of God? I, I, I believe we, we must come home in understanding this, this whole issue of yeah, speaking for and telling for We always say creation awaits the, the manifestation, manifestation of, of what manifestation? <laughs> I, I love it because I'm, I'm seeing Elijah making um, a declaration of audacity and authority in the face of a king. He said there was neither going to be rain nor deal except by my words. By my words. What, what, what audacity? You know, literally saying, I control rain. I control mm. rain. That's no. what he was saying. Because uh, he knows that when he says it, the Lord will pick it yes, and work with it. Yes, Come on, sir. Pastor. And, and I believe this this is this is what he, he carried. Mm. You know, Pastor was sharing this in 2018 that he was not born again. And we have we have received of, of the fullness of the Holy Ghost in us. And now creation is waiting for our word. Mm. I, I believe this 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 the, the power of prophecy Hallelujah. that people have not yet gotten to know. Mm. There's power in speaking for Hallelujah. When you speak for mm. as a child of God, there is it, it is by your word, it's mm. established. Mm. You know, we, we have control over the natural. Mm. God has placed all things under subjection to the born again. Hallelujah. You can put demons where you want them to be. You can put the devil where you want him to be. You can put um, whatever area of your life to suggestion. Mm. You know, I, I believe this is where it's, we need to come it's, it's, from. It's, and where I have seen this, you see, I'm picking this from this angle, whereby when a word of uh, a word falls out from the mouth of a believer, mm. God sees to ensure that the word manifests. Yes, sir. The word is, I shall see my word <laughs> as I see, it, and then pe- there shall be a performance mm. as I see to perform over my word. Elijah spoke. And the Lord arranged mm. and prepared for, for Elijah yeah. that the word he has spoken, even the doom that will come with it, Elijah will not be affected. Mm. So it means God awaits his son to speak and then he makes provision that those words will come to pass That's and they say that his mm. sons always are comfortable for his glory. For his glory. For, for his glory. So it, 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 mm. it, it, it's just simple. God expects his children to speak. So at, at every moment, I, I believe every situation is waiting for your word. Of course. A, every situation, every, every, every situation is waiting for your word. Elijah before the king had an audacity, now Christ is telling us 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto you. So why wait? What are you waiting mm. for? That is what you should be asking. What are you waiting for? If wow. authority, authority in heaven and on earth has been given, what do you wait for? Are you still waiting for the master to come and tell you? Amazing. There's another angle. When Elijah was speaking forth, there's a place of recognition for God. He said, before the God who I stand. So it was not he going to do it, but as he spoke forth, he made sure that the ability of God causes what he spoke forth to come to pass. I see the ambassador of Christ right in there. Amazing. So I was looking at something the Holy Ghost was just showing me, and I got it. We'll get to that when we get there. I will talk about that. Now, amazing. Elijah prayed fervently yes, and said, as long as God lived, it's not going to rain. Mm. Now listen to it. That was prophetic. It was yeah. a prophecy. But it's not a word given from God <laughs> yeah. to Elijah. It's Elijah telling God what to do. Yeah. What to do. Telling God what to do. Now, I, I want you to think with me. It's got so wicked that it's going to let a whole nation three years without rain. How are they going to eat? Three and a half years. But the people were stubborn. Not listening to God. And the people do, didn't want to believe that Elijah was from God. He said, I will teach you a lesson. I will ask God. Before then, he has caused fire to fall from heaven. Now see, the amazing. Now, God picks this, and for three and a half years, there was no rain. There was no rain. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 41. And see how it came to rain. You And these things, you see, when we go to these churches and they are giving us this same scripture, they make you understand it differently. Yeah. So you do not see the value in your word. They make you see the value in the man of God's word. Mm. That's what we are here to diffuse. That's the calling. To bring you closer to Christ. Not to men. Don't come close to us. Pass us. See beyond the pulpit. Locate the throne. That's what's important. Christ is the importance. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse number 41. And let's see what the word of God says. And Elijah said to Ahab the king, Go up, eat, eat and drink, for there is a sound of a ration of rain. There is a sound of a ration of rain. Next verse. Pastor, you're going to see something. That's amazing. Next verse. Verse 42 tells uh-huh. us, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. Uh-huh. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Hold Camp. Hold on. He told Ahab, Go and eat and drink. Now, Elijah went up to Mount Camel. What did he go there to He do? bowed himself down on the earth uh-huh. and put his face between his knees. What did he do? 43. Mm-hmm. And he said to his servant, go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and he said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. Hold on. Hold on. This is where I found the power in the word of a believer. Now, in verse 41, Elijah told Ahab, Go. Eat and drink, for I hear the sound of rain. Yet he goes to come Mount Carmel and he's not going to pray. Oh, he's not going to tell I God. That's what the Holy Ghost. Mm. I, I, I had to find it and God look is. at the word and understand what the Holy Ghost mm. was communicating. Mm. Mm. Elijah mm. says, "King, go and eat. 
go and drink. But he is now going to tell God, mm. God, let the rain come. Mm. With the same measure that God receives his word and sees the rain, he knew with the same measure when he tell God, let it rain. Let it rain oh. all over me. He knew that God was going to do it. You've heard this word so many times on so many occasions. But anytime you hear it, they direct you to the man preaching that he holds the power. But I came here to announce you today. As again, you hold the power. I hold the power. I hold it. You hold the power. I hold it. Oh, yes. Actually, the servant actually went out seven times. He said, yes, listen, Elijah's words were powerful. Eh? Mm. He said, go out. The, the very best you just said, go out. Seven times. Yes, sir. Now, in verse 48, he goes out the seventh time. Mm. Verse number 48. His words never fell. 48. Praise God. Hallelujah. 43, sorry. 43. He went out seven times. Verse number 43, please. And he said to the servant, go uh-huh. up, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. Seven times. Next verse. Let's go, please. And at the seventh time, he said, behold, a little cloud, like a man's hand, is rising from the sea. And he said, go up. Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. Go down. Lest the rain stop you. <laughs> we, should, we should cut pastors, eh? Pastor, listen. We should, we should cut pastors. Put them on tables. Mm. And beat them. Mm. I flip the lines active. And ask one question. Tell me whether you've ever been directed to this call. Your words are super powerful. They'll tell you, Elijah prophesied. Yes, he prophesied. But he was not telling forth. He spoke forth three times. No, four times. First he said, Ahab. No, first he said, as long as God leave it, it's not going to rain. These years. Do you even say two days, three days? Say these years. It happened. He said, Ahab. Go and eat and drink. For I see, I hear the sound of rain. It happened. He tells the servant, go and check. So when you go there, go seven times. And on the seventh time, there was a sign. And the sign was just a hand of a man, like a cloud rising from the seas. Not, not the earthly seas, the clouds. They are also seas. So that's the fourth. Then he now tells him, go and tell Ahab to move. At least he cannot move because it's about to rain. Mm-hmm. And it happened. It rained. His words. Listen, brother. The words of Elijah went forth in power. Hallelujah. And the Lord received it. Now, let me show you something. <coughs> Revelation chapter 5, verse number 8. And I 
after this, I'm going to decode one thing that is especially Ghanaian young men who wants to be ministered of God. It's, it's on your heart. Double portion anointing, double portion anointing. Double. Today, I will leave that bill. And you see something in scriptures, you'll be amazed. You will not say double portion anointing again unless, unless something is wrong with you. Mm. But there's nothing wrong with you, so you will not do. Yes. The wisdom of God is at work in you. Amen. Can you take the tag off so we can read scriptures, please? Thank you. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamp, each holding a harp and golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayer of the saints. Listen, your, your prayer is what God smells. That's mm. what he did to the prayer of Elijah. He did it to Elijah. I'm going to show you where he did it again. He did it even when Elijah was departing from the earth. He did it again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 2. Verse number 1. I want us to get an index of this whole double portion thing. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven, by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Gilgal. Let's go. And yeah. Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Let's go. Follow through carefully. And, and the, the sons, sons of the prophet who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from? from over you and so, he said so, yes so the sons of the prophet were telling forth they have seen what the lord is about to do so they asked elisha are you aware that today the lord will take your master from you and elisha said yes i, I know. know keep quiet keep quiet don't come and tell me because my master <laughs> you know you know there, there, there were sons of prophets and sons of prophets so don't tell me what you know from your calling I know what I know from my calling. Yeah. Blessed Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, next verse. Let, let's keep going. I want to show you something amazing. Elijah said to, to him, Elijah said to him, Elijah, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives, and as you, you yourself live, I will not leave you. Mm. So they came to Jericho together. Next verse, verse 5. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from you, over you? And he answered them, Yes, I know. You too. Keep, Keep quiet. quiet. Keep quiet. Let's go. Power play everywhere. And we are walking here powerless. Mm. You've been, come, come on. You, you've been a junior pastor in the ministry. For years, some of you have spent 25 years, 30 years, 60 years. No power. He see the sons of prophets playing power to each other. From, from When he got to Gilgal, they knew. When he got to Jericho, they, they knew. And if they go to another place, they know. And he also knows. Even the one to be taken up, Elijah himself knows that he's been taken up today. Next verse. 
Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. To where? The Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you also live, I will not leave you. This time, to the riverside. Remember that the children of Israel had to cross (laughs) Jordan to Jericho. And that's as that play out you are seeing. Let's go. Next verse. I love what's about to come. 50 men of the sons of the prophet Uh also went and stood at some distance Uh from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Next verse. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water. And Uh the water was parted to the one side and to the other so the two of them could go over on Elijah was speaking to River Jordan. Said, I'm passing through River Jordan. Say, I still hold my, my territory. Elijah said, I will naked you, River. Mm. Struck himself naked and struck the water naked. By his nakedness, the water became naked without mm. talking. Without talking. Without talking. No talking. And your prophet will tell you, Elijah used his clock to strike the water. So me to take my cloth, go and bath with it. Take my cloth, take a piece of it, put it in your food. Take my cloth, do useless things with it. Look at what Elijah did with his cloth. Spoke to the cloth with his hand. So I sometimes when I get mad at devils and demons, I take off my jacket and whip some, some, some wind and, you know, the power of God is in charge. Follow carefully. Follow carefully. Probably after this exposure, I might not be able to move because the questions will be trodden in. But the answers are already given, but you might not notice. So bring the question and let the Holy Ghost answer all of us that we learn. They look forward. Next verse. This is where the journey begins. When they are crossed. When they are crossed, Elijah, Elijah said to Elijah, Elijah huh? Ask what I shall do for you. Hold on. Do what? Ask what I shall do for you. I, the, the Elijah said, what I shall do, not what God will do. Will do. This is the first piece <laughs> of it. What I shall do, not what God will do. Now follow through carefully. What happiness? Before I'm taking from you. And Elisha said, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. I want to see this very verse in KJV. Let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And Elijah said, let there be a double portion of thy spirit. Now remember, what Elijah asked for was, what Elijah asked for was the spirit of Elijah. Hold on, watch it one more time. You see that the spirit is small s. So not the Holy Ghost. Change to any version, the spirit is small s. So the human spirit of Elijah is what Elisha was asking for. I want you to understand this before I move next. Hey. <clears throat> That's it. <clears throat> and a man's spirit is given by God. Yeah. So obviously, Elijah can never ever do it. He cannot. Listen to the answer of Elijah. And I'll show you something. Intriguing. It's in God's way. It's, you, you, you marvel, you understand, and will never ask for double portion anointing. Because there's nothing like that. And he said, you, you have asked. asked a hard thing. 
Yet if you see me as I'm being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. Follow carefully. Next verse. And as they, st as, as they still went on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into the heavens. Next verse. And Elijah saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. Follow through. The chariots of Israel. Come on, let's go back. The chariots of Israel. And it's horsemen. And he saw him no more. So what Elisha, what Elisha saw was a chariot of fire coming, surrounding Elijah. When they surrounded him, he saw him no more. Gonna expose you to something. This is what they were saying. Not me saying. Next verse. I'm gonna expose you to something. And he took up the clock of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back. You see, so the clock fall. The, the clock did fall, yeah. but the man did not fall. The man went up. So what he had was the clock that, that fell, and he took it. Just like they were fighting for the clock of Jesus. He took it. And what did he do? And he went back and stood on the banks of Jordan. Now watch what follows. And stood by the banks of... Then he took the clock of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, that same Jordan that was struck by the clock. He used the same clock, struck the water, saying, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Hold on. And this is why people pray for other people's God. Yeah. Because Elijah knew God. Elisha, at that time, has heard of God. So he called the God of Elijah into play. Watch what follows. And see how his ministry did. And when he had struck the water, the water parted. Then Elijah actually knew. Parted to one side and to the other. And Elijah went over. So Eli Elisha now knew that, oh, the anointing has fallen on me. The power of God has fallen on me. When he used the clock, the same way he, his master used it, he now knew. From that day, he never called the God of Elijah. He now began, thou sayest the Lord. Mm. That's not a matter. Now, what did Elijah say to Elisha? On the request, he said, you've had a hurting. Why a hurting? Because he said, I want a double portion of your spirit, Elijah. Let me show you something. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. Chapter number 11. Verse number 13. Write it down. Matthew 11, verse 13. For all the prophets, this is Jesus talking. For all the prophets and the Lord prophesied unto John the Baptist. Verse number 14. The game changer. And if you are willing to, to accept it, he, John the Baptist, 
is Elijah. Who is to come? So you see, God has programmed to use the spirit of Elijah on somewhere else. Not in Elisha. So God did not give Elisha, Elisha the spirit of Elijah because it was to come back as John the Baptist. Mm. So there was no double portion spirit received. <laughs> Neither did Elijah oh, ask for a double portion anointing. He asked for a double portion spirit. It could not be received. For the spirit of Elijah was purposed for something else. And Elijah could not take his spirit and give to Eli- Elijah, could not take his own spirit and give to Elisha. So he said, You pass a hard thing. Who told you about this double portion anointing? That has kept you Ichabod. You are asking God for what is not possible, so he cannot give you. There is only one portion of God's power, dunamis. It is is together. The anointing is not in parts. That you are giving one part and another part is added. It's dunamis. It's God's raw power. It comes once. It's in the Holy Ghost. So when you are gifted the Holy Spirit, you receive that anointing. Let me show you something. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. Let's be quick. And I'll flip the lines out. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. Now, when when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Next verse. 38. Listen to Peter. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm. In whom are the gifts of this? Mm. So the gift we receive at salvation is the Holy Spirit. In whom are all the other gifts. God bless you. Full lines are active. No more double portion. Now do Power. So anybody who asks for the double anointing should, should repent and receive of the Holy Spirit. That's it. Because they are asking God. Elijah said oh, no. it is hard. They are also telling God. And God, they want God to say it is hard. But God says it is not hard. Mm. You are adamant. Oh, repent. No, God doesn't say repent. Have wisdom. Mm. And when you receive, when you have wisdom, you will receive. Hosea 4 says, lack of knowledge, my people perish. So because we do not have knowledge, we are acting wrongly and we are receiving nothing. But these are are simple things. If a man is going to teach you under the influence of the Holy Spirit, this same message is the same thing he's going to tell you. And that is if the man is going to do a thorough study of God, so he's going to tell you the same thing, nothing different. Because the reality is straightforward. The spirit of God, I, when I stood here and started communication, he said, hold on, pick this. This is what I want you to say. And I picked it, I said it. Are the scriptures different? The, the scriptures are the same, but the preachers are different. You cannot use the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit, will use you to heal someone. God bless you. We are told that the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not an it. You know, <laughs> it's scripted. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Yeah, you say you tell the Lord to renew you, renew your strength. You know, it's not like a new anointing will come upon you. 
but you'll be strengthened to behold the anointing. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the, the wedding you use. You'll be strengthened. Listen, the anointing takes so much strength. As I'm standing here, I'm thinking how to build myself up for tomorrow's night because that kind of anointing that comes in such huge uh, uh, power. By the time the, the, the power of God leaves you, your, your body is weak. So you can tell the Lord to freshen you up, that you can behold his glory. But you see, the trouble in this whole thing is what you've had. People think a small anointing has been given me. So God can give me more. No. The anointing comes once by your consciousness and your ability to foster with the spirit. Now, the Holy Ghost must be, must be in communication with you. You must have cononia, fellowship with him. One, you must feed your own spirit with God's word. Two, you must, you must dictate to your soul in prayer. These are the very important things. You must dictate to your soul in prayer. <coughs> God bless you. Pastor, I have a question. Yes, Pastor. Yeah, concerning the, 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 uh, uh, the request of Elisha, when he yes. asked that uh, he needs the double portion of Elijah's spirit, we're made to understand that he didn't come because God had an assignment for the spirit of Elijah, which yes. is uh, John the Baptist. But then in the Exodus chapter 11, verse 16, we realized that when... Uh, uh, God asked that Moses gathered the 72 elders. And he said, I will take them the spirit. The uh-huh. spirit he took from the Exodus chapter. It began from Exodus chapter 11, verse number 25. Mm-hmm. Now God took the spirit from Elijah and, and, and from Moses, Moses and placed it on the 70 people of, of Israel. He has chosen and two of them, Midad and Eli. They were not even in, but yeah. still the ocean fell on them. Know. God did not take the spirit of Moses. God took the Holy Spirit he has placed in Moses and shared it across. Uh, Pastor, um, according to Bible theologians, when you when you calculate the miracles of Elijah, Elijah, Elijah is accounted that he did, he did 16 miracles were recorded. And Elijah is accounted at 32 miracles. So, double so they, they, they also picked that side and said he, he did double of what Elijah, Elijah did, did because that, he had a double of... You, you uh, see, so what they've said, if it is really true, mm, I've not counted, I'm, but let me take it to be the truth. Mm, that is works. Works. Now, Elijah did not ask for works. Mm. He asked for the spirit. Elijah asked for the spirit of Elijah. Mm. That's what they are missing. Right. So they, they take it. Let me, let me get a Greek and show you something. They, they, that would be Hebrew. They, they get it wrongly looking at, oh, he wants the power that he operated with. Yeah. He wants the power that he operated with. <coughs> but you see, the word of God cannot be broken. Yeah. We cannot replace God's word with our words. It's very important. So, Pastor, I'm reading the verse 9 for clarity for people. Now, the matter is, People look at who said what. Mm-hmm. Not what God's word is actually saying. That's the problem with Christianity. Thank God that the word is still alive. Look at it. Now, I'm reading that same scripture. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 9. This is what the word says. And it came to pass. I'm reading KJV. And it came to pass. When they were gone over, 
that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for, for thee before I be taken away from me. I'm going to read the time. Mm. It will show people what they will hear. Mm. Totally misleading. Mm. Now, he said, Ask what I shall do for you. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now, the word spirit, whether if it's anointing, we we'll see the Greek, we'll yes, see the, this Hebrew, the Hebrew rendition. I'm going to read the original writing, which is the tarmac for you. The original writing in which this word was given, I'm going to read it for you. He says, Raj, or wind, breath, made, spirit. Is that anointing? No. Mm. <laughs> it's still small X. And I'm going to take anointing in the same Hebrew and give you the word. Then you realize that there's this fact in the first place. Anybody who told you about a double portion anointing just lied to you. And you agreed to the lie because you neglected the truth of God's word. Because when you take the word, the word is telling you a double portion of your spirit. Now realize that the spirit is different from the anointing. As one age, you shall receive power when the anointing, no, when you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So the power of God is in his spirit. So the power of God is brought by his spirit. And that's exactly what Elijah, Elisha wanted from Elijah. Give me thy spirit that I may receive your power. Yet the power was not for Elijah. So if he gives him the spirit of Elijah, he will have the power of Elijah, not the power of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your question from All right. So I'm reading the tarmac. Okay, sir. Which no man can disapprove. Because this is the original writing. So I have in here, I have, I have the Hebrew on one side, which is the original writing of the scriptures. And the, the direct translation into English, this side. I'm going to read it for you. It will help you. This, this is what Abraham Moses says he has. So he knows it, everything. And he's been talking rubbish. What he says is totally different from what is written yes, here. Rubbish. And when you get on the net, you can Google. When you Google any scripture, Google it and say you want it in, in the tarmac. Uh, and, and, and you get it. This is the stone edition of the tarmac. Tarmac is T-A-N-A-C-H. That's tarmac. T-A-N-A-C-H. Just Google it. You will get it. So this is what the tarmac says. 2 Kings chapter 2 and the ninth verse. And they were crossing, as they were crossing, Elijah said to Elisha, request what I should do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, may twice as much your spirit be mine. Mm. I'm done. 
may twice as much your spirit be mine. Mm. Wow. Elijah said, you have made a difficult request. Mm. Now, I, I, I said something to Pastor Walter today. I don't know whether you remember. I told you why Jesus prayed and God didn't answer him. I guess how many? I guess how many, yeah. Wow. I told you of two prayers. I'll touch that tomorrow. Wait, you, you, mm. you know something. You know, and, and it's amazing because Jesus prayed. He said, Lord, if thou will, let this cup pass me by. And King Ezekiel prayed the same language. The Lord consider me and for what I have done for you. And the Lord shifted his death yeah. 15 years ahead. Now, because <clears throat> the announcement of his death was a message delivered to him. Yes, sir. But the announcement of the death of Christ was a prophecy must be fulfilled. <coughs> so prophecies cannot be broken. They must be fulfilled. They must be fulfilled. And I'm telling you the fulfillment of prophecy in this Elijah, Elisha matter is the best thing. Elijah said you have asked a hard thing. And it must be fulfilled that what he asked was hard. <laughs> it's literally telling him what you've asked for is undoable. A hard thing, the Greek, the, the Hebrew word is kasha, to be hard, severe, fierce, <laughs> to show stubbornness. So it was hard for Elijah. And Elijah never mm. said anything was hard to that word came. Mm. Mm. So, so, so this word is without doubt. It's straightforward. It's, it, it, there's not even a revelation behind it. Mm. It's a straightforward word. But the challenge is, you are okay with what men have said. That's what somebody will call <laughs> and say this or that. That's what the men have. What are you, as I was giving you the word, what were you seeing yourself? The word telling you. Many of us will read the word and see what the word is saying, but we, we don't take it. Yes, sir. we rely on what the men have said. Come on. If El you have a gift of healing mm. and I lay my hand on you, am I am I going to transfer mine to you? No, because I cannot transfer it. Mm. I cannot transfer it. It's the Holy Ghost that does the transfer. Listen, if we can transfer it, you know what we'll do? We'll sit down like this. Yes, how much do you want? One kilo anointing is one million. Um, yes. The Holy Spirit gives by his own way. Men cannot transfer the anointing. That is why God did not tell Moses in Exodus 11 that do the transfer, God came down and did the transfer. Hallelujah. Pastor on Facebook, Sandonini Ali Alexandro is asking that how will I know if I'm speaking in the right tongues? It's a powerful one. 
And I want to answer this question with fervency. Everybody must listen. You cannot speak in tongues without hearing the Holy Spirit. The first sign that everything about you concerning the Spirit is right is the voice of the Spirit. Too important. How would you know you are hearing Him? That's that's the key of believing. You begin to hear Him direct. You hear Him, you hear the Lord. Hear Him. There's no other assurance that God has taken his seat in you than hearing him. Goodness, if Jesus didn't speak in tongues, then why do we speak I didn't in tongues? say he didn't. Okay. I didn't say he did. Okay. There's no record that he spoke in other languages. But there is only one record that he spoke in a language that is not translated in many writings, Eli Eli Shabbatani, and that's his local dialect. That's, that was his prayer on, on, the, on the cross. It was in his local dialect. But I said, the only man who walked the surface of the earth before us, chapter 2, who should speak in tongues, should, is Jesus Christ because he had the fullness of the Holy Ghost. What exactly are we imparting in impartation service? The Spirit of God. Mm. Of course, the Spirit of God. Amazing thing. The Spirit of God. No, um, the gifts can be ignited while the Spirit of God comes. And to gift it to conclude your question, I want to read this scripture for you. And you understand why we speak in tongues. I answered the first part. Did Jesus speak in tongues? You ask two questions. And then why do we speak in tongues? All right. So I answer the first one. The second is, can we can we have this scripture? Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. I give to you, you're going to read it for me. I've never heard you read these scriptures. Come on, do it. Mark 16, 17. Mark chapter 16, the 17 verse. Oh, you cannot see from there. So let me read for you. He says, and these sh- signs shall follow them who believe. That believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. They shall speak in new tongues. So Jesus has said it. Everybody heard it. That's so fair. if you are not speaking in tongues, you have not believed. The first thing. <laughs> Pastor, a question from Facebook. Yes, Pastor. Solomon Cobbina says, if I don't hear the Holy Spirit, but speak in an unknown tongues, do I have to forego <laughs> the one I'm speaking and ask for a new baptism? Or does it also mean that the one I'm speaking is not genuine? If you've not, the answer is very simple. If, if you are not hearing the Holy Spirit, you are not born again. But the amazing thing is, most of you are hearing him, but you are ignoring him. And you think you are not hearing him. Because the only way you think you hear him is to hear his voice like you are hearing my voice. But he speaks through your spirit. Emmanuel Ampa says that in case I'm a babe in the spirit, how can I hear the Holy Spirit? You are a babe in the spirit. So you already have it. You are a babe. You've re- you are, you are uh, 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 a nephews. You've received the Holy Spirit. The more conscious you are in his activities, you become a heos. 
you, a, a, a baby in Christ means somebody who has already received. He who has not received at all is the one who is to receive. Because Jesus says, once you believe, you will speak it. So, so simple. Jesus has said it, so you don't need to ask me. I just read that scripture for you. The proof that you have believed in Jesus, he said you will speak in tongues. So the proof that you have not believed him is that you are not speaking in tongues. I'm not the one saying, no, please, scripture. And we are all going to read it from here. It's a lot, it's been long ahead, your voice. Come on, let's go. MCR, can you take the tag? One, two, go. And, and this sign shall follow them that believe. Yes. In my name shall they cast out devils. What next? They shall, they shall speak with new tongues. Amen. Amen. All right, so on Facebook, Sarah Stravo is asking that, sir, please, the first time you, you taught on the vocal, you said some people are fit, with, which is not the real fit, but the fit of prosperity. Now, my question is, how will you know that you have the real fit, the real fit and not the fake one? Okay, so Sarah, I, I have not thought about the fit of prosperity, but the fit of the mind, the fit of the spirit. And the faith of the mind fosters a focus on prosperity. The faith of the heart or the faith of the spirit focus on the gifts of God or the power of God and the word of God. How would you know you have the real one? What is it that you so much need from God? Now, if your demand from God is always car, wife, house, clothes, the things that the naked eye sees is the fate of the mind. And that's fate by some the mind. And if your demands of, from God is to receive his power, the gifts of the spirit, the blessing of the Lord, that's the fate of your spirit. And the amazing thing is the fate of the spirit produces quicker and relevant results than the fate of the mind. God bless. Amen. Gloria Sianquez is asking, please, Daddy, if I dream of a pastor, does it mean that God has, a, has given him a message for me? Or is Jesus that came to my to visit me? I, I cannot say any of them be real because God can also be communicating to you that that's not a pastor. <laughs> God can be communicating to you he's about to die. God can be communicating to you he's about to marry you. God can be communicating to you he's about to pray for you. It can be anything. So it's a dream that will tell. And the meaning of the dream can only be ascribed to the Holy Ghost. Go on your knee. Say, Lord, you showed me this. The first thing you tell me, Lord, you showed me this. Can you let me know what it means? And Praise God. Great short enough to show you. Now watch this. A tongue is a language. I'm communicating in a tongue called English to you right now. But there's a tongue that is for believers to speak. English is spoken by everybody. One, English is length. A tongue from heaven is not length. I'm giving you a classification. And I'm speaking to you with clarity from the Holy Spirit. I'm communicating a wisdom to you. So you've got to listen well and notice well. This is going to change your mindset and help you foster more stronger with the Holy Ghost than ever. One, the tongues of the earth are already in known. They are learned. You can study it. 
the tongues that believers receive from heaven, whether the one given to them in Acts chapter 2, they never went to school to speak the language of the divorced men. It was given to them instantly to communicate it. And they understood the tongues they were speaking that they could answer questions on them. Peter answered them. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37, 38, they asked the question in 37, he answered them in 38. Listen carefully. Now, Peter wasn't taught their language. He has never learned their language, but God gifted him with it to speak it. That's the first thing. Then there is a tongue given to you to pray to God alone. And that tongue, man must not understand you. And he says, he that speaks in tongues, speaks in an unknown language, yet he speaketh mysteries. First Corinthians. Chapter 14, I want to understand from verse 1 to verse 3. So that tongue is mysteries. Why is it mystery? And this is what I want you to hear. It's not mysteries for men. Because if you are speaking and a man doesn't understand, he doesn't care. He might even say you are crazy. Like they said, the apostles, the 120 who were in the upper room, they are drunk. The man doesn't care. If you are speaking in tongues, it's your own matter. I don't care. If you are passing, I'm passing, and I'm an account, somebody is speaking that I don't care. I don't understand. I don't care. If the Lebanese are speaking, they are Lebanese. When we get to their shot, we don't care because we don't understand. If I move here to Nima and they are speaking, I don't understand, so I don't care. If I even listen intently, I won't understand. So why is it a mystery? It's a mystery because that is the only language the devil, demon, and Satan himself do not understand. So make a choice. If you won't speak it, others will speak it. So you pray in native language. Before your prayer gets to heaven, Satan has decoded and knows what to do. People think it's for jokes. People think it's for a lifestyle. People think it's for a flamboyant way on the puppet. Yes, you are deceiving yourself. Let the pastor flamboyant it on puppet, but you flamboyant it in your bedroom. Yeah, my brother was so pretty. <laughs> that you detect to the devil. I remember, I remember speaking to, to one devil who you speak English, he doesn't mind you. Has caused a young girl not to bed for 27 years. I was speaking English to the demon, and the demon was just there looking at me like that. I said, all right, let's turn it to mysteries. I spoke mystery. I said, Pratuske. I just like, like 30 second tongue. And the demon bowed out. He realized he's telling heaven what I don't understand. I don't know what heaven is coming to do. Let me go before heaven gets here. The demon left. So Paul said, in that same chapter, verse 18, 1 Corinthians 14, 18, said, for I, for I speak in tongues more than you all. So don't, don't, don't think, don't think what you don't understand. Because you don't understand the language, it must not be spoken. Be, you, you be angry that men of God are speaking it. I don't have a problem. But I have a problem if you refuse to speak it yourself because you are limiting your prayer status. You are limiting your prayer status. 
You've got to stand up in that boldness. So when, when, and, and let me, let me, let me challenge you. And if you like, try speaking tongues in one hour, you see your spirit man rise up poignantly in you. And let me amaze you. The language I'm speaking to you now is the language of my flesh. Tongues is the language of my spirit. That's the language your spirit speaking to his father. That your spirit has a father. My, my flesh has a father. His name is G.K. Kovic, dead and buried. My spirit has a father. His name is Jesus, alive and alive. Make a choice. It's not a joke. You see, the, and, and, and I don't blame people because the way church has been programmed now, uh, people, people go to church, but they are never happy about church because they think church is, is that or this or that. But you see, your salvation is key. Mm. Take a focus on your own salvation. Take a focus on your own life. And prepare your spirit, man, for greater things. Prepare your spirit, man, for greater things. Let the men of God, let us flaunt with tongues on puppets. Let it anger you. But when you enter your closet, you to flaunt to the devil with tongues. That's my challenge to you. I call it the tongues challenge. I challenge you. Do that for one month and see the change in your life. Benjamin Ecom says, Man of God, good evening. I'm Pastor Benjamin. Firstly, I'm so blessed with your ministry. And through you, I now know who I am. And uh, this, his question is, sir, is it possible for a preacher to prepare a message without the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes. I'm going to answer this question with a straightforward answer. Two days ago, when we were about to go home, my wife was listening in to somebody talking politics. I'm not going to name the person. And I said, I love the way this man preaches. Is he not preaching? He's preaching his party. Yes. <laughs> Before I got born again, I, I was working in a company. I'll go out and you see that post, the gospel according to GFL. Yeah. I'm preaching. Preaching means delivering a message to somebody with a passion, yeah. with an instructions and whatever it is, communication. Prayer means talking to somebody. You know, they are not idioms. Hallelujah. So somebody can preach without the Holy Ghost. But for the gospel, everyone who preaches the gospel must be under the influence and the leading of the Holy Ghost. Did I answer the question? Yes, sir. Yeah. So for preaching, everybody can preach without the Holy Ghost. <coughs> but for the gospel, you must preach it under the unction, the leading, and the influence of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Uh, Pastor, a follow-up question on this one. So does that go mean, ahead. for example, you go on the pulpit mm. with a message, mm. but as you get there, you are preaching a different message by the Spirit. Does that mean the one you prepared earlier was, wasn't from the Holy Spirit? No. It, it's from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but not for that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you go there, somebody walked in that the Holy Spirit has a message for that person. Something happened. For example, you prepare a message in the evening. You are going to preach it in the morning. I don't, there is an earthquake. And the Lord gives you a message to comfort his people. It doesn't mean the first message you prepared wasn't from you. Okay. This is what I explained yesterday. 
In Acts chapter 2, what they spoke was other tongues. Yes, sir. What we receive when we get born again is a tongue. And the gift of the spirit that comes to us is the, is the, is the, is the gift of, of, of tongues, speaking in tongues. And, and the three are not the same. That's why I say I, I have to take tongue speaking, the tongues of men, the tongues of angels. I spoke this two yesterday, uh, a tongue, other tongues, and, 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 and uh, 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 speaking in tongues. Mm. There are five mm. of them. And you, if you don't understand, you misinterpret them. Yes, For example, let me show you something. Let me show everybody something. I'm going to use the word love. All right? So, there's this wide question that God says, do not love the world. Go go that scripture for me. First Do not John, love the world. First John 2.15. First John 2.15. Okay, so I'm going to show you something. First John chapter 2, verse number 15. Love not the world. That word love there, he says agape. Alright? Of person, to welcome, to entertain, to be found, to love dearly, to be well pleased, to be content at or with other things. Now, I'm going to show you something. See the, the meaning of this word. It's agape. Now, the, in John 3, 16, God says, love not the world. All right? In, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in them, in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. And you come to John 3, 16, and he says, For God so loved the world. So people are saying, Why are you telling us not to love the world? And you, love and the you, world. you love the world. <laughs> you see, because you are looking at a word used that you might not understand the way the word was used. And until you get the exact word of it. So, uh, uh, contextual preachers, we say, the contest in mm. which it was preached. No, it's not a contest. In which realm of the spirit was the communication coming from? There's no contest in God's word. Everything is spiritual. So, why is God telling us, don't love the world? But he says, me, I love the world. First, God says, don't love the world because it will kill you. It will condemn you. It will bring you to judgment. Why does God love the world? Because he doesn't want the world condemned. He wants the world saved. So you can also love the world if you can save the world. His love is to save what is perishing. You cannot save what is perishing. So don't go there. Don't do that. Don't practice this at all. So people look at it and say there's contradiction no. in the gospel. No. <coughs> I'm not even looking at the context because if I look at the context, there are two different things. One is content and one is, one is uh, intent. Content and intent. But I'm not even looking at it. I'm looking at the purpose for that love. The purpose for God loving the world was to save the world from judgment that whosoever received him will not perish. The reason why it says love it not is because you cannot save it from perishing. It will cause you to perish. 
please. So we are looking at tongues, 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 tongues. And we are picking the word tongue, tongues, tongues, tongues. But you see, they are all used in various ways. In various ways. In the old covenant, he says, he made them speak many languages at the Tower of Babel. Many languages, different languages. So it's not new. It's not something happening in the old, in the new covenant. In the old covenant, he gave them language of men. And when they spoke it, they didn't understand. But when you when you get people live with you for long, they now begin to understand. So when you confuse them, they have to speak verbally with additional signs. Sign language is not now coming. It's, they started learning it in the at Tower of Babel. I'm not going there. Come on. Of course. <laughs> okay, All right, so, so, so Kofi this. from Sunyani is asking, I said, Pastor, please, can tongue speaking be transferred from one person to another for the one who received the transfer speak the same as the one who transferred? I, 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 I explained it yesterday. It's yes. simple. Two people do not speak one tongue on it. It's a specific language given to a specific person. Two people do not speak the same language that way. The other one, there was no transfer to him that language. He learned it. People have been copying from other. You know, I remember, I'm going to be wrong. Can I? Yes, sir. Papa Mbiakofi came to preach here in 2017. Atmosphere of supernatural, powerful night. The man is anointed. When he left, I heard people speaking his language. <laughs> no, no congregants or pastors. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hello, good evening. We're still picking your call. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Go ahead and call. I, I, now. The way you are laughing means you recognize somebody that, <laughs> yes, that you yes, did. Yes, please. Uh, about about. Um, speaking for the authority of Elijah word. I've heard people say when you issue a word, a man of a higher authority can also speak and utter a word. So for example, if Elijah has spoken and um, another man of a higher authority has spoken that there ought to be rain, there could have been rain. Is that is that is that what the case? The nature of God is with covenant. If I have a covenant with God for, on an assignment and I speak a word and God picks it and use that word, if God is going to change it, it's only your mouth. It, it, Pastor, no matter what, it's only your mouth. Or else, he, God, will use his authority with our man interference. Yes. I've seen, I ministered to somebody who was under the curse of his father. And the father was a preacher. And the father is dead. And the curse was still running the young man. And God decided to hear the young man, not me. So I can go to God in a plea, not with authority. Mm -hmm. That I superimpose my authority on that case, it won't work. Mm -hmm. But with a plea, God can say, okay, let me save the young man. 
That's how powerful these things are. The, nobody could have turned the word of Elijah until God himself said, let me tell you. So God waited till Elijah prayed. And even when Elijah himself was praying, you know how long he prayed? The young boy checked how many times? Seven times. <laughs> if Elijah had not turned it and died, Elijah couldn't have, Elijah, Elisha couldn't have turned it. You know, I want to believe with somebody, if somebody says, okay, God anointed Elisha far more than Elijah, I don't have any contention. I don't have any contention. <laughs> because the anointing of God is not in measure. So I, I don't have any contention. If somebody says, God anointed Elisha 50 times, 20 times, 2 times, like they want to say, more than Elijah. But I can tell them something. That will blow their mind. And you know that it is wrong. Jesus said, listen, Pastor. Jesus said, no man born of flesh is bigger than John the Baptist. Who is Elijah? <laughs> Haven't you read that? <laughs> so how do you say that Elijah had received twice what Elijah had? Total fallacy. But we don't study. Wow. He said, Jesus said, I'm reading verse 11. Very, very, I say unto you, among them that are born, Matthew chapter 11, verse number 11. Verily, verily, I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he is the least in the kingdom of heaven. And this is Elijah. Among them, that, so among them, from, from, listen, from Abel, not from Adam. Adam is not born of a woman. From Abel and Cain, to the time Jesus was born, there is none greater than John the Baptist. Mm. Meaning there is none greater than Elijah. He, Jesus said he is Elijah. Move to the 14th verse. Jesus declared that he is Elijah. The Elijah that we see him waiting to come. The Jews are still waiting for him. Yet Jesus has said he's already here. He's been here. So how can somebody, a preacher is telling you, there's somebody greater. I, I think Jesus knew that people were going to preach it. That there's greater one than... Elijah. So he answered this. They'll tell you there is a code. There's no code. This, this scripture, there's no code behind it. Because Jesus has directly linked Elijah, Elijah to John the Baptist. He's linked it. So when you are talking about John the Baptist, you know you are talking about Elijah. God bless you. Right, so, so uh, Gloria Sian says that, Daddy, please, can the anointing upon a person be transferred if the person dies? Transferred to who? Okay, so God, God is no longer moving in that space where he picks from a dead person. God picks from a living person because once the person dies, he goes straight to heaven. Now, those who are right, the dead who arrived when Jesus came are those who died before he, he came on earth. 
before he died, before he resurrected, before he ascended, before he sent us the Holy Ghost, who are meant to go to heaven. They will arise on that day. But once he was, he got seated, now when you die, you make it straight two ways, heaven or hell. There's one question that I have loved tonight. The young man who asked about tongue speaking, that people spoke in tongues in Acts chapter 2, uh, and, <laughs> and, and why, why is it that men of God are speaking it now? I loved your question. It's a challenging one. And it's an eye-opener when you get to know what tones that's for you. What tones? It, 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 it's intriguing. You know, Paul, let, let me give you the scripture. First, first Corinthians 14, 16 and 17, verse 16 and 17, and see what Paul levels on in verse 18. And you know. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen? When, when, when you are in, that's the exact thing he's talking about. When you are on puppet and you, and you are praying, you are giving thanks and you are giving thanks in spirit. So speaking in tongues is not languaging, it's spirit talking. <laughs> we, we must understand these things. It's there, black and white. Scripture. To your thanksgiving, amen, to your thanksgiving, when he does not know what you are saying. So it's cautious what to do on puppet. That's what you, the challenge was on your question. Next verse. For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. So if I preach it to you in tongues, you will not understand. But if I say, let's all of us speak in tongues, everybody is praying in tongues, that's a different thing. But I cannot, I cannot preach to you in tongues. A man of God cannot preach to you in tongues. But can pray for you in tongues. Next verse. Then he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. He's trying to tell you that don't rubbish it. It is good, but this is the way to handle it. We know you've been blessed. You can fellowship with Zoe Outreach Embassy in any of our branches. For further inquiries, kindly call plus 233 Oh,